Hi, everybody. Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Want to say real quickly, thank you so much for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any custom merchandise, youth jerseys, camp t-shirts, whatever it may be, you can always find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store. We're going to jump into the episode. I hope you enjoy. Yeah, we were presenting at the licensing show while it was going viral, Jack. Literally, someone's like, check Twitter, check Twitter. And then they're like, Steven, check your phone. I'm Adam. That's Sean. There's Steven over there. That means this is another episode of the NIL show. We are very excited to be joined by Jack Gallagher, NIL director for Purdue. Jack is in, is it West Lafayette or Lafayette? West Lafayette. West Lafayette, Indiana, has your perfect product placement of our water bottle behind you. Appreciated. <laughs> We're recording this on a Wednesday. You and Adam and Jim Caval from Influence are actually going live tomorrow, right? Yeah, on Thursday. On Thursday. I don't know what day of the week it is. Well, Jack, it's great to meet you. We, uh, Adam and Sean, have spoken super highly of you. We've had an awesome spring working together uh fall tell us about yourself a little bit how long you've been at the helm of nil at purdue yeah i came on board here last july prior to being at purdue i was leading the nil efforts at ohio university and there i was actually pursuing some of my graduate degrees and nil just kind of you know dropped on us it was like you know late june and all of a sudden it was like july 1st this is happening and so took advantage of of that and with my previous background working with two different nfl agencies he understood the endorsement space a little bit and marketing and so for me it was easy for me to pick up on it and take advantage of the opportunity when it was a space when you know no one knew exactly what they were doing and we could carve out carve it out and set up a base at ohio university and um, wrapped up my grad degree and the opportunity was open at purdue so it came on board in july and it's been awesome especially like i rave about our partnership all the time because I love that we get to go so deep into our relationship and, and do a lot of cool things. Where, where'd you do your undergrad? Minnesota. Min oh, okay. Minnesota, if you're listening to this, are they live yet? Where are they at? They're, they're, um, they're in the queue. They've, they've got some, all right. yeah, some changes going on get over there. Out. Get your notes out. Get your notes out. Classes in session. Alumnus Jack Gallagher is going to tell you how to do NIL. Yeah. So, so, Jack, Purdue was, was pretty early on in terms of, of adopting assertive approach in the NIL space and, and wanting to make sure that they set off on on the right foot for for their student athletes. What was it like, you know, kind of exploring that because you were one of the first dedicated NIL employees at an institution in the country. So what was it like kind of going through that interview process and and just kind of understanding what Purdue's vision was for the NIL space at the school? Yeah, I mean, for me personally, I think I had a unique situation where I already had hands-on experience on NIL at another place. And it just was because I, I was doing it while I was a grad student. So I wrapped a grad degree and it was like time to get a, a real job. Um, and so I already had that experience. So it was a little bit different, I think, for me as a candidate and coming in where I had that. And Purdue was really exciting to me as an opportunity because it wasn't just coming in and having an internal focus and really being an administrator where it's student athlete education compliance, it was a full team approach, but for this position specifically, there was an external focus, which is what really excited me, where it was actually going out and meeting with businesses, being outside the office. And it's, you know, hey, do you know what NIL is? Yes, no. Usually I, I would get, hey, I thought that was illegal. Um, and then once we figure out like, nope, you can do it now. And based off of what your business is, actually, here's how you could do it. Here's what other businesses have done. 
We've got this influencer local exchange. Here's how you could use that to connect with student athletes. And it was being that resource for them in the same way that I can be for our student athletes. And so this position especially was attractive to me just because it was a little bit of everything, internal, external, um, and makes the days go by really quick. So Jack, this is really interesting because you were brought on as like to go out and educate the community and businesses about NIL, not necessarily solicit like NIL deals because you're not, you can't do that. Can you talk about how your role has maybe changed, adapted with all the legal legislation going on? Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't know if we've actually had a lot of changes that October 26th guideline was big because it more formally defined, like it gave us examples. You can do this. You can't do this. Here's how you could do this. And so it was just helpful for us when, especially for me, when I'm having some of these conversations and I get these questions, it was like, oh, no, we've got this guidance to it. This is kind of how we should navigate it. Um, and I, I was never facilitating deals. I know before that guidance came along, there were some schools where they were facilitating the deals because at that point it was permissible or wasn't said that it isn't permissible. And so for me, it's always been rooted on education on here's what NIL is. Here's how to take advantage of it. Best practices. I mean, even if they've got an idea and they want help kind of flushing it out where it's like, you know, how do we do this where it's permissibly or what are, what are athletes looking for? That's where I can be the sounding board of knowing through my relationship with our student athletes, what they're looking for in terms of opportunities, what they like to do. Do they like to post on social media? Do they like to do appearances timing wise? And then also just understanding the pulse of our programs, you know, when is it easiest for those student athletes to take advantage of stuff? Is it in, is, can they do stuff in season? Like, do they have the availability even? You know, what is the best way to work through that? And so I'm, I'm that resource for them in that way. When you're going out and talking to businesses, how much of it is on a, a national scale, those businesses, and how much of it is talking to local businesses? A lot of it is local. It's, okay. it's building up that influencer local exchange. And so it might be West Lafayette, Lafayette, Indianapolis, uh, was up in Chicago a little bit, I think before the Big Ten tournament. I'll be up there again, actually, in a couple of weeks. Really, wherever it, the opportunities to, to connect with someone who's interested in NIL are. I was out in L.A. actually back in the fall because we had a donor out there who was interested in learning more. And it was something where we talked on the phone a little bit, but knew needed to make that in-person connection. Like, I think I'll be going out to Atlanta here in a little while as, as well. So it's, it's wherever we've got Purdue people or not even Purdue people, just brands who are interested in connecting with our student athletes and going out and seeing them. I think that's- How's the response been on the local on the local side? We know we know Purdue fans are nuts. You watch one Purdue basketball game at Mackey Arena in early November when you're playing whoever non-conference and the fans are there. They're showing up. They're going crazy. How's that response been on the local side? On, on it's side? awesome, honestly. I mean, if we're just talking, you know, Purdue fans. My first experience with a Purdue basketball game, I was blown away. <laughs> I've gone to a Big Ten school. I've been to Big Ten basketball games before, but that experience and that environment gets so loud in there. Um, it was it was truly, a, for me being a sports fan, it checks off a sports bucket list item, awesome. just experiencing that and seeing that. But I think that the response has been awesome where, because people just didn't know. I mean, for us, we live it, we breathe it, we work in it every single day. It's like, oh, obviously. But for a lot of these people, they're running local businesses or they're owning franchises, whatever it is they're not keeping their fingers on what's going on. And so they're just interested to hear more about it and hear what the student athletes that they root for on Saturdays or on Tuesday or whenever the the games are, they're curious to know, like, what are the student athletes doing and how can they take advantage of it? I think one thing for Purdue people is, you know, it's a STEM school. They want to know, yes, we can pull on their affinity for the school 
but they also want to know how is this going to benefit my business? They don't want to just do it just because they're a Purdue fan. They want to make sure they're getting something out, which they should sharing like, you know, how we can make this so it's actually effective for their business. They're getting a strong return on their investment, but then getting that personal connection with the student athlete as well. Jack, are these normally donors that would donate and, and coach came out and said, you're welcome for your new you know, football coach. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. That's the yeah, Illinois guy uh, talking, Steven. We'll, we'll take, we'll take uh, you know. I figured, I figured. Read talent. That's okay. Coaches said like, don't worry about the tunnels or the facilities. Focus on, on NIL, right? Are these normally businesses that would be donors that you are now just educating about NIL or are these like new people that have really not done anything? Like, how do you, how do you look at that market? They're both. I think when I came in, we already had businesses in our influencer local exchange. And so for me, not having any roots or ties to Indiana, not knowing the community, it was a really easy place for me to start and connect with those businesses. And, you know, Hey, I'm new. Um, and I really liked to pull the, the new card because it was an easy way to be like, Hey, I'm new would love to come and introduce myself, talk a little bit more, meeting with those businesses. From there, they may be like, once they we talk, they may be like, oh, I've got a friend who, they, I think they'd like to learn more about this. Or, you know, this business right next to me, they want to learn more. Actually, I'm part of this business group. Could you come and speak to them? And so those initial conversations really started to open the doors for me just in the community to connect with others who maybe aren't donors, aren't even fans, they're just part of the community. But then if they are donors, they are fans, then it's just had working with our team here, our John Purdue club staff, our Purdue sports property staff, where they know better than anyone, like they know these people, they know what they're interested in doing. Yes, I think this person would have interest in learning more, connecting with them, um, having a, a warm connection, as opposed to me just reaching out through email. And the, the response has been really strong so far. And going into the summer here, a summer in athletic farm so slow, not, I mean, it's slower, um, it's a great time for me to do more prospecting. So I will do kind of cold prospecting and just, I'm working on tab right now, the restaurants in town, shops in town, places that I think would, could be good fits to reach out to and then reaching out and doing that. And that's what a lot of my summer will probably consist of. I, I think it's interesting. You know, you, I was out there with you in West Lafayette for the hammer and rails networking event, which, which was awesome. And I think that's a, a really interesting part of what you're tapping into is understanding that, you know, the nuance of NIL isn't just, it, it's not the same as like a Learfield or a Playfly or, you know, a sports properties driving revenue for the institution, but you still do have to go out and prospect local businesses. You, you still do have to educate them on what the opportunities are. And you can't just assume that all these businesses, because they're businesses, know how to do this well, know how to do it right, know even the channels to connect to your student athletes. And that was what I thought was really cool about the event, you know, that I was at was it was local businesses and student athletes. And for both parties, the the, the kind of attitude or approach was, hey, how do we learn how to do this better together? And it's it's really just opening up those channels of communication to allow those connections to happen where both parties want to do it. They just might not know the avenues. And that event was, was perfect because for our student athletes, as well as some of the businesses in attendance, they can hear me talk about, you know, here's how it works. Here's how you can do it. Um, but it's all hypothetical. That event makes it truly real where they get to talk to that student athlete in person. They get to talk to that business in person. And our, there were student athletes and businesses who walked away with deals and it was finally real. And I had them coming up to me later in the week being like, I talked to this business. I got this deal. 
I actually have this idea. I want to connect with this business. And that's where it was really cool to see to really just reinforce the culture of NIL that we want to create around here and rewarding entrepreneurialism. You know, it's, it's, uh, I've been talking to a lot of people about like, all of a sudden our market has 180,000 D1 athletes and we have all these businesses. It's kind of like when Uber was starting, you had all this technology, but you needed to get drivers and passengers. You had to spend just as much of your time educating drivers and showing them, Hey, you can do this. But then you also have to say like, you can get in this car, you're not going to get robbed and you're going to be safe. <laughs> right. <laughs> and both of them had to happen at the same time. And so we even talk about this. We're trying to connect athletes to fans, athletes to fans, athletes to fans. And the work you're doing is very much grassroots, right? Like it's out in the community. I'm curious, you know, what has been, so I, I, I kind of heard you say like, it's cool when an athlete comes to me and says, look, it, it worked. What have been some of the ones that you're like, this was pretty sick. I think some of the things that we've currently got going on or have already happened that have been exciting was hotels. There's actually, we've got, it's called Visit uh, Lafayette, West Lafayette. And so I think it's like the tour, tourism group in town and they've got a hotels group. And so actually I brought in the hotels group last week and just talked to them about it, exactly this edge came on NIL, but for them, and something that's going to be really impactful for our student athletes, they don't have to burn cash from their marketing budget. Instead, if they could give comp hotel rooms as a part of that compensation to our student athletes, that would be massively impactful for a lot of our student athletes and their families. So their families can come in on the weekends and they can watch their son or their daughter play where, you know, maybe they're out and they're an out of state student athlete and maybe their family couldn't afford to otherwise. So I think that's something that has a ton of potential that is could be really exciting. And that's just going into the education where it's not just, hey, here's what this is. Here's the different ways that you can even compensate them um, that some people even don't think about where it can be product, can be services, whatever that can be. Another one that I think was really neat, one of our, our football student athletes, when we went down to Orlando for the bowl game, actually ended up getting a deal with one of the restaurants hmm. in Orlando. And knowing that tons of Purdue fans were going to be coming in because it's in Indiana, it's, it was January 2nd. Weather wasn't exactly perfect. So if we could go down to Orlando, we're gonna. And so we had this massive influx of Purdue fans going down to Orlando, no ties down there, don't know what to do, where to eat. And this restaurant did a deal with one of our running backs and had them promote. They were going to do a brunch special and anyone who came in in Purdue gear was going to get a discount. And so he promoted his own social media. And only Purdue fans are going to know about that because they follow him and it's using his own audience. And then you know exactly the return on investment you got because if someone came in in Purdue gear, you know that they saw his post. So that one was cool. And then even staying in Orlando for uh, one of our other football student athletes, Tyrone Tracy, he was in the Cheez-It room. You know, we saw that all over social media. He that was an opportunity that he got. And I think it's something he'll remember forever. I love that restaurant one, man. That, that, that like, what a cool way for a small restaurant to get involved. What, it, you're not going to upset any locals because it's two neutral teams that are coming in together. Why not? What's the hurt in, in getting a little extra business and then helping a, an athlete? That's so cool. Speed and agility to be able to execute. on yeah. Think of that as, is I, I I think what's so neat about this space is it's causing people to think about things in a new way. And the ones yeah. who are able to do it mm -hmm. are able to, to activate really neat things. Yeah. It's one of the things I tell people all the time. It's I love NIL because you can be so creative and so innovative with it because it's this untapped thing that people haven't been doing before. They've been doing it in other ways, but not with our student athletes. I, I would say on our merch side, we, we probably make your job kind of easy because our solution is for every single Purdue athlete. 
Like if a Purdue athlete wants that deal, they can easily sign up and they can be on our merch platform. But when you have deals that come to you, how do you decide uh, where it's only for one individual athlete or they have a budget for three? How do you decide like who you're going to give that to? What what goes into that? Yeah, I mean, I can't I can't say you should work with this student athlete, this one and this one in a permissible way. But gotcha. what I can do is I can help them figure out who they might want to work for. And sometimes I get that where it's, I don't know, I, I want to work with a volleyball student athlete or I want to work with a football student athlete, but I don't care who. And that's where I job where I can help them uncover who they might want to work with. Um, and so maybe it's based off their hometown. If it's a restaurant, maybe they have other locations in Indiana. Hey, do you know that this student athlete is from this hometown where you've got this location? Or if it's, they're looking for someone from a specific major, sharing with them their major, they want social media, you know, these these are the three student athletes with the highest social media following. And we actually haven't even put out the public announcement about it yet, but we have this new partnership that I'm super excited about where it's social media analytics and it breaks down the audience of all of our student athletes. And so that's just gonna help me do that even further. So then when a business says, hey, I don't, I don't care who I don't work with, as I study our student athletes audiences through this platform, I'll be able to show them, hey, you told me your target demographic was males 25 to 44. Well, I know that this men's basketball student athlete, his exact audience actually, 70, 75% of his followers fall exactly into that. And so you might not have cared who you want to work with. But now, if you know, if you work with this student athlete, it fits exactly into what you're already doing and hitting who you want to hit. And by bringing in that technology, you're heightening the experience on both sides, right? The athlete has a better fit and whoever's, you know, doing that NIL deal, they are going to feel like they have more value. And that's, I think, what's pretty cool about influencer, right? Like they, uh, they put this out there and it's like, you know, athletes can be on it. Uh, and that's how athletes, the photos and they can connect with, you know, connect with fans and stuff like that. But then the businesses can be in there. I think what's the most interesting part is they don't take money from either sides. Influencer services the school, which I think is pretty cool. Um, just something that that I've seen. It, it seems like very agnostic and very educational and very like resource driven. Jack, I'm curious. I do want to I want to talk merch because you were the third school, arguably the second or third. I'm not gonna say one way or the other. Uh, um, and I think I know why. <laughs> uh, it was perhaps an arms race of sorts. Being that early, talk to us about your experience when you met us, you know, what that was like, you had to go back to your, t yeah, talk to us about the, the early stages of talking to us, because I'm really, really curious about hearing this from your perspective. I really enjoyed it because it was, you know, this is new. Um, it's new for you guys and it's and it's new for us and we're going to figure it out together. We can share our feedback on, you know, here's, here's how it's looking from institutionally, our side, here's what it, my experience working with our student athletes, how the feet, how signing up is going for them. You know, here's how, like just being able to share that and being a part of, you know, this is working really well for us. And maybe it's feedback that I've been able to share that's been helpful working with other schools as well. I've really enjoyed it because it's just, we can have that very open line of communication where we can figure out what works best for our student athletes. And I've really enjoyed it. Because I would argue you guys were early adopters, which is kind of risky. 100%. Some schools that are like, eh, we're just going to wait and see how everyone else does it. You guys took a different approach. Why? I can't take the credit for that. I will say when I got in here, this was already kind of in the pipeline. Got it. And so I, I came in and they said, hey, we've been having these conversations. But then I was the one who kind of took it over in terms of presenting it to our student athletes. And if our student athletes didn't like it, I don't know if it would have gone anywhere because at the end of the day, it has to come directly from them and, and sharing with our student athletes. Here's what it is. 
here's what it looks like at, at that first or that second school. So they have an under an, an understanding of what it actually is. Cause it'd be, it's one thing for me to talk at them and say, here's what it, what it could be, but to actually show them like, here's what they've been doing. It really resonated with our student athletes. And so getting it presented to them, getting them signed up and then just expanding where I've told Adam, I want to get to a spot where I've got every single Purdue student athlete signed up. So I, I know I still have work to do on that, on well, that front. And, and, and big, you know, big credit to Tom Mitchell and Peyton and Sean and Tanner and, and everybody, you know, among your staff who who was proactive in trying to create that ecosystem of opportunities for your student athletes. My Sean, our Sean, Ellen uh, be here doing the same thing, testing those waters, trying to see, you know, what sticks, what works. It was great to actually have one person when you when you came on staff like one person to talk through instead of you know four or five that that all have to like weigh in and, and have their perspectives but you know the reality is not everything went perfectly all the time and and that's another thing that i think you know when you're solving these problems for the first time a lot of it is is iteration and that's what i've really appreciated about your program and your staff is all right that didn't work that's okay we're not pulling the plug we're not, you know, oh, this is the wrong partner. It's, ooh, okay, we tried something together. Let's pivot. Let's iterate. Let's refine. And that's what has allowed us to get to a place where it's like, yep, we're, we're in lockstep. We're moving and grooving. We know what the students want. We know what the fans want. We know what the university is going to be excited about and what they won't be so excited about. And then we can just kind of keep moving on those things. Jack, I'm curious. Um, so it's funny because all three of you were brand new employees. So Adam and Sean are three months <laughs> into this, <laughs> right? You're brand new into this. How concerned are you about like how it used to be done and not trying to, for lack of a better word, piss anyone off, right? Like, oh, I want to do awesome. But you're also walking to like, you know, like a, a very rigid space what was that like for you for me i mean being that i am on the younger side of being an administrator i don't have a ton of experience but this is how it's always been done and i always like to kind of try and push the boundaries and with nil being a space where every school is trying to find their spot in it and it's a, it can be a competitive advantage or a competitive disadvantage for you i think a lot of people are really open to trying to push the boundaries a little bit and do something different do something new and that's kind of what Purdue has wanted to do, which is why this another reason why this place was so attractive to me. And so as I'm continuously learning, I'm not a licensing and trademarks, trademarks expert. And so I'm continuously learning through it and we learn about it. We figure out like, well, you know, where is there some wiggle room to be creative and where is it? And then go from there. I, th I think there's a lot of wisdom there is where is there wiggle room to be creative, right? Like how do we kind of finagle our way? Okay, let's try this. Okay, this didn't work. Okay, let's try that. And that's where I'm curious. I think I'd love to hear about how did these hockey jerseys come about? Walk us through that, Mr. Zach Eady. I don't know if I idea. played that, that big of a role, honestly. I think a lot of the credit goes to, to your team and Adam um, and Mrs. for Eady, the idea. Zach's mom. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I've, you go ahead. Adam. I mean, that that really came about from understanding again of of maybe where the fan base was and the pulse on the fan base and knowing how important Zach is to the Purdue community, knowing how kind of in touch they were with his Canadian identity, his mom being at games all the time. So the backstory is she would make her own hockey jerseys and wear them to the stadium and the fans were like that is so cool. 
can we get one? And you can't because Zach doesn't play hockey at Purdue. He plays basketball. But this is kind of some of that forward thinking, the opportunity. So, you know, our team saw Mrs. Edie in, in her hockey jersey and it was great and everybody's going crazy for it. And so, you know, we came up with the idea, this is going to be special for Zach. Can we, you know, can we do an officially licensed hockey jersey for somebody who doesn't play hockey, you know, at the school? And, you know, Sean Ward, your licensing and trademarks director was all on board. You know, you guys were excited about it. So it, it really was one of those organic situations that to what Stephen and you just mentioned, there was wiggle room to be creative, right? There was there was some wiggle room to say, let's let's see how cool this really can be. And it turned around really quickly. We we launched it actually while our team was in Las Vegas, Stephen. Yeah, we were presenting at the licensing show while it was going viral, Jack. Literally, someone's like, check Twitter, check Twitter. And then they're like, Steven, check your phone. And we literally had it up on the screen. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, I was like, uh, so they're like, what's your NIL store? I'm like, here it is. <laughs> yeah. um, but I think what was cool is I've worked with enough schools where they could have easily said no. And it happens every day where schools are like, it's easier. Inaction is easier and less risky. So we'll just take inaction. Where I think a big thing about what you guys have done at Purdue is you've been progressive and say, like, let's exhaust every opportunity and let's take every opportunity to capitalize on these special moments. And that goes to Buddy the Elf and Mr. That's what I was going to say. Tell us about that, Jack. What was that like? Yeah. <laughs> that yeah, was a weird one. That was weird. <laughs> it, it, it was. And that's where we kind of figured out, you know, working through the process together. And I will say for the hockey jerseys, when you guys were in Vegas, our team was up in Minneapolis playing the Gophers on a away game. And I was sitting there watching the broadcast and all of a sudden they start talking about the Zach hockey jerseys. And I texted Adam and I was like, I, I got a screen recording of it. And somehow YouTube TV let me do that. So hopefully they don't, you know, come knocking on my door at some point <laughs> for me doing that. But I sent it to Adam. I was like, Hey, did you, have you seen this? He's like, no, we're in Vegas right now. And I thought it was just super neat where I'm sitting there in my living room. Like, wait, this is, <laughs> this is my work life. And I, yeah. So that was just, it was kind of funny and it was really neat Sean, how that happened. Sean, what was, what did the announcer say? He said something. I don't know. If you want to be a legend at your school if, or if you want to see what NIL is all about. If, if you want to do NIL that? the right way, go somewhere, yeah, right. stay there and be great. And that's, you know, that's what that's Zach right. did. And, and it was a perfect example and, and of, sell you a hockey of, how, yeah, of, of <laughs> how the fans come behind. And he said, and you know, you do that and they'll do things like sell your hockey jersey at Purdue. Yeah. And, and that actually blossomed into even a, another cool opportunity for Zach where ESPN did a, a spread on him because he played baseball growing up. He played hockey growing up, you know, obviously as a tall guy, spent some time in volleyball and basketball as well. And that's kind of become a little bit of a phrase around him. He's not just tall, right? And so ESPN <laughs> did a spread mm -hmm. of all these other sports and activations with, you know, your athletics department. And so we were trying to actually get jerseys out to you guys in West Lafayette in time for that photo shoot. And I remember we were like getting some extra ones because he's you know he's like a 4x extra long extra tall so we had to like order these special yep. ones for him i'm like hoping they fit C trying to convince my wife and kid like don't you want to take a, a fun saturday drive out to yep. <laughs> out to west lafayette this weekend? <laughs> what's the fastest way to get them there to make sure that they get them there deliver them yourself yeah. right and that's what you did adam yep, exactly and and it, it, it yeah. went great and i think what was really cool is the bookstore then bought a bunch so they were sold like in venue and stadium and the bookstores that was pretty cool that was a really cool way where like the local started saying hey we'll support we'll support we'll support that was kind of i feel like that was the catalyst can we walk and they've back? done 
Go ahead, Jack. They've done that a couple times too, where outside of the hockey jerseys, they've they've purchased some of the things and they've sold it in store. And it's neat for some of our fans who are maybe late adopters into the NIL store. They or they heard of, they haven't heard about it and they maybe missed a limited drop. There's still an opportunity for them where they didn't completely miss the product, which yeah. I think is neat. And you guys being so close is an underrated part of our partnership that I enjoy where you can drive down in two and a half hours or three hours if there's traffic and um, it isn't you know, something you don't yeah. get everywhere. I want to touch on what, what Steven brought up earlier, which was the, the Caleb first elf drop, because this one for me, I was particularly blown away by because it was one of the coolest marketing activations I've ever seen. I, I wrote a blog on it because I was just so blown away by it. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. Your team did an incredible job from video to photography to marketing to communication, social media across the board, ran an entire marketing activation around a canned food drive. A simple, is that what it was? A canned food drive? Yep. Yeah. A simple canned food drive that turned into a, okay, well, what, what can we do to actually get people to bring cans rather than just asking them to bring cans? Okay. Let's dress one of our best players in a buddy, the elf costume, make ridiculous videos of him running around campus, but wait, there's actually a way that we can turn this into NIL also. And that to me, again, just thinking outside the box um, ways that you can activate your athletes. That was where I was really blown away, having having been on the inside of some of that stuff. Um, can you just speak to that, Jack, and what went into that? Yeah, I mean, the NIL piece wasn't even planned. And that's, I mean, Adam could testify to it. Like, it, it was very quick where it just came together. But our our marketing team did an awesome job of putting that on where they did those videos and it wasn't, there was no NIL piece of it. It was really like a fun, it was just fun promotional content all leading up towards this elf night against, I think it was one of our December games against Hofstra. And so it was just kind of this fun promotion. They were doing that canned food drive. If you brought in five, I think it was five items, you got a Caleb first elf poster playing off of the movie. And so they were putting out these videos. I think it was five videos. They'd release them periodically leading up to the game. And our fans just loved them. And it, it went outside of just our fan base where I was seeing you know, some of the ESPN college basketball accounts, some of the Fox college basketball accounts were, were retweeting them and sharing them. And it was like, well, these are going big. And one of our members of our marketing team actually just came and found me one day and was like, hey, have you seen like people want merchandise for this? And I was like, I, I hadn't even seen it. And I was like, no, I haven't. And he showed me a couple of the tweets responding to it. Just, hey, are there going to be shirts for this? And so kicked the idea right over to Adam. I was like, can we do shirts for this? And I think the listing for the shirt, the game was, I think we'll call it a seven tip or seven thirty tip. Doors opened at, at five thirty. The listing went out like five oh five. And so <laughs> it was QR truly code. like Yeah, it truly came last minute. And so at that table where there you could go and turn in those canned canned goods for these posters, I sat there, I've got got an iPad. I sat there, I didn't have time to make signs even, sat there with my iPad, put the QR code. And the shirt design on my screen made it the background and just set it up there. And so anyone who came by, they could scan the QR code and buy the shirt. And I think we had like in the first 30 minutes, there were pretty decent sales. And so we did that. And then it went on our Purdue men's basketball Twitter. And that was kind of the initial push where it was like, hey, this came together at the perfect time and just trying to capitalize on that yeah. moment. And it's one of the things that I appreciate, you know, kind of working relationship and the opportunities is, you know, when I hear ideas from you, it's never, hey, you know, do this. It, it's always like, here's a thing happening. If you guys want to do it, you know, go ahead and do it. And sometimes it's five ideas. Sometimes it's one idea. But 
I love that kind of back and forth. You're not like you have to do this shirt or else it's just like, Hey, here's a cool opportunity. Do you want to, you know, do you want to jump in on it? And you know, 99 times out of a hundred, the answer is like, yeah, a hundred percent. It doesn't always turn around in less than 36 hours, whatever it is, but it, but it motivates us to do it when we get that kind of creative bite or that creative edge, we're artists in our own way. And when you guys let us work, we geek out about that, you know, and that's the same thing when Zach's big maple shirt, big 10 decided to bring that shirt in for the finals of the big 10 tournament, right? Like we already knew the way you all operated, you know, we had to get Penn state on board for Jalen Pickett, but it was just like, yeah, they're going to, like they big 10 asked like would they be fine and i'm like a hundred percent they'll be fine with that um, and it's such a great have that in there it's such a great lesson for for schools it's such a great lesson for schools the potential for merch is limitless mm-hmm. right and there's one body that benefits the most from it and that's the athlete and that's the most important thing yeah purdue had a rough march suboptimal we'll say for some in one sport <laughs> But did really well in another. Can we talk about uh, wrestling for a second, Mr. Ramos? Because that yeah, was pretty please. cool. So, Jack, t- tell it to us from your perspective. How how did or Sean? How did you guys do this? I would just say uh, on my end, I, I I'm really just the watcher. I just like watch things. I'm always watching sports. <laughs> uh, I happen to be a wrestling guy. I grew up in a wrestling family. And first of all. This was the same exact night as number one Purdue losing the first round to Fairleigh Dickinson. I'm sorry for bringing it up. It was the same exact night. It's just crazy the way things happen that a Purdue wrestler knocked off the greatest wrestler in the country. Uh, He was a two-time or three-time national champion going for his fourth. And as I'm in the dumps at a bar thinking about Purdue men's basketball (laughs) losing... One door closes and another one opens. And I, I literally could not sleep that night. I, I remember like, I think I scheduled the Slack message to go out at 7 a.m. So it wasn't like I was a complete lunatic. <laughs> but I was, I remember, I remember slacking the group like, guys, we have to do merch for this. Trust me, it is viral. It is going everywhere. I think we have an opportunity here. And then that's when our creative team got involved and I'll kick it to Adam on where it went from there. Well, and this, this moment is the, uh, the, the long parodied, you know, the, the glasses breaking. It, it's, it's that wrestling match. And yeah, I mean, I get a message from Sean at 7 a.m. on the dot. Um, I'm like, that's weird. Uh, now I know it was scheduled. Um, and, and again, it was just another one of those moments that we talk about a lot here where we're fans. We like watching this stuff. Like Sean's not like just on the clock, just like perusing and, and trying to keep up track of every score. We, we actually like, man, I love wrestling. What's what's going on in the wrestling world? This is crazy. <laughs> and that translates into understanding the importance of these moments. And so, you know, great creative opportunity. Jack, I, I honestly don't even think you were crazy involved in this. It was just one of those things where we got in touch with Matt. I found out about it after. Yeah, we got in touch with Matt. We, we yeah. you know, got it approved through trademark and licensing, which is another, you know, kind of important part of that that piece and relationship that that means so much to us, the collaborative piece there. But it was on a weekend and it was quick. Yeah. Big, big shout out to to Sean there. Yeah. What what's that like for you guys, Jack? Obviously, like in sports, y'all never sleep or like you you don't, you know, whatever. Are you guys talking about this? Like, are your group texts on NIL just as crazy as ours? Like with Sean, with all these people facilitating around the weekends, like what's it like? Do you do you have a life during season? Uh, I think so. I'd <laughs> like to think so, at least. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to Adam's point, I wasn't involved at all. I was in Columbus out with 
our, our John Purdue club staff, a lot of our administrative staff, our basketball team. And so it was exactly that, like this misfortunate event happened at the same time that a very fortunate event happened. And so super pumped for, for Matt. And honestly, I didn't, Matt and I didn't really know each other before that because he, he wasn't someone who had really taken advantage of a lot of NIL opportunities. And then after that, it's the perfect example of, you know, you go and you ball out, you perform, you, you do these wonderful things and all these opportunities come to you like that shirt. And then he sat in my office the next week and we just talked. He's like, he, his DMS are getting blown up. People are signing up on our influencer local exchange just to talk to him. And just like, it was cool. Cause I got to know him. Then I was like, wow, he's, he walked in my office for the first time. I was like, oh, he's awesome. Um, and, and it just depends. Like, you know, the group text, it's like, well, are there, if there's a big moment that happens, but a lot of times it's not even a group text. It's, me texting Adam and it's like, Hey, this happened. Is there an opportunity there? And just kind of almost being the, the, the boots on the ground for some of the more, obviously the Matt Ramos thing, like that is nationwide news, but for some of the more local Purdue community news, just being the boots on the ground to be like, Hey, these are going on. Cause you guys work with how many schools now? I, I can't expect you to stay up to date with what, what all of our athletes are doing. And uh, so we, just... we have Sean GPT. It's this new AI bot. bot. Um, Sean lives right next door to me. So I keep him real close. <laughs> and so I can hear him pounding on the walls. being like, we got something. <laughs> no, I mean, we're all sports fans and we hire account managers that have to understand sports, watch sports, follow their athletes because you can't miss these moments. You know, the funny thing about uh, Matt too, is that he, we had him on our podcast and he couldn't have been sweeter he wrestles 125 pounds, which is the lightest weight class. And I'm telling the guys after, I'm like, I know he's super nice, but he could rip all of us apart yeah. at the same time. Like the kid's a monster. Yeah. Jack, I'm curious, uh, men's and women's NIL, right? You, there's a shirt behind you. Is that Jayla's? Yep. Yep. Cool. Nice. What another those, March thing. Another March one. What have you seen? Yeah. Like how's that experience been for you? Are you seeing, what have you learned about that in, 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 you know, maybe the myths or maybe some truths or some, some surprises that you've learned? Um, Cause I think that's really interesting as well from your perspective. I mean, what we've got going on here in like our Purdue community with our influencer local exchange, we call it the, the Boilermaker marketplace. It's really like, if you're entrepreneurial and you're a go-getter, you're the one who's going to take the most advantage of it. So male, female student athlete doesn't matter. It's kind of who's hungry for it and who, who wants those opportunities. Cause we've got hundred plus businesses in that marketplace at their disposal, but it's also like, you can do so much more than that. You know, if you got an idea, you got a business you want to work with, let's, let's figure out how to get you in contact with them. And so maybe it's, maybe it's someone a little larger. Maybe we got to surf through LinkedIn and figure out their email or how that company does their email addresses. Or maybe it's, you know, Hey, I actually know the name of the owner over there. You know, make sure to go over there and choose yourself and come and set with a plan. And it's taking advantage of who wants to be entrepreneurial. But then we've got fans of every one of our sports where, you know, they want to support those student athletes. And so as we continue to have that brand awareness of our Boilermaker Marketplace grow uh, just about my position so they know like, hey, there's someone I can reach out to because I've got a question I'm interested or they find the right channel, whether it's our John Purdue Club, our Purdue Sports Properties, some fundraisers across campus, whatever the channel is to get to the right place having those passionate fans who are interested in our student athletes and, and figure out how to get connected with them. Are you seeing from a national level as much interest in female sports as it is men? Because like our numbers don't lie that the women are crushing it. How is it for you? Yeah. I mean, I would say it's the exact same. A lot of people say it and I'm not going to say that it is always true in every scenario, but a lot of female student athletes are better at the content piece. No they're better at 
posting on social media. They're better at creating content. Um, and that's no slight at some of at male student athletes. Some of them are too. And I'm going to shout out actually one of our men's basketball student athletes, Mason Gillis, take a look at his Instagram. He does a lot of content and it's really impressive. It's really well done. But that is one thing that, you know, I think we've seen trend nationally is the female student athletes are so good at that side of it. And I know all the different outlets will put out different metrics on, you know, X amount of NIL deals have been social media or appearances. Um, and I think one number that stayed relatively consistent is over 60% of NIL opportunities have come from social media. And so that would go exactly along with that. What's like the Purdue fan base like in terms of supporting, you know, kind of that whole ecosystem of, of athletics, male and female? Because, you know, I know we saw in the fall, you know, Eva Hudson, obviously your guys' volleyball team was great this year. Um, just do absolute numbers. She was, I think she was the highest earning athlete on the site ahead of like, all football and basketball in the fall. We've seen some numbers move on softball. What's it like on campus of, of the local fan base supporting them? I mean, our volleyball girls, it's Big Ten volleyball, right? You could be the, the seventh best team in the Big Ten, but you're still top 15 team in the country. They sold out every match this last year. Our, our women's basketball team, you know, they've got a ton of exciting things going on right now. They, they sold out. I mean, they jam-packed their game against IU here. Um, so they had their sell in a long time, like the tournament for the first time in a long time. Like there's a lot of excitement around both our male and our female sports going on. And it's really like, I've joked about it since, since I've gotten to Purdue, our teams have had a ton of success. Our, our football team won the big 10 West pay, played in the big 10 championship. Our men's basketball team was a one seed, won the big 10 regular season and tournament. Our women's basketball team made the first ter the tournament for the first time. Like we had very successful seasons all the way around. And I'm not saying I take any credit for it, but it's been a very exciting time for me to come to Purdue where it's like, boom, there's all this winning in a position like mine. It's a lot easier to sell people on the idea of NIL and working with student athletes when it's working with student athletes of programs who are performing really well. I, I almost think about it like this, like you are, you know, at Purdue in their engineering department, they have a huge career center and career services, and they'll bring in, I'm sure, Caterpillar and all these huge companies. I don't know, I'm just naming a few that will, you know, put on all these events and networking, and they've got resume fairs and get your headshots done and, you know, uh, come network here. It's almost like you're starting to create the NIL career center, if it were a thing at Purdue, which hopefully someday it's a it's a it's a whole building or something, which which I think is pretty cool. The approach that you're taking is definitely unique and different, and it is progressive because we we do see it see it everywhere. What happens during your down years? Are you worried about? You guys are obviously riding a big wave right now, and you kind of talked about that. But being in athletics means you're going to have to go through the good and the bad. Are you, do you think NIL will suffer because of that if a team has a bad year? I think, I mean, w the, the successful stories that we've seen, you know, Matt Ramos, the Zach, when you perform really well, those opportunities are there. So I think it's, it is natural to expect some, some opportunities to go down when it's not going as well. But that's going to be on us and our student athletes to really build a base and foundation for them where I think one thing that we, we say whenever – there's a student athlete who's interested in talking more about branding. And when you post on social media, make sure that you're, you show more than you're just a student athlete. What do you like to do outside of your sport? Um, you know, if you're a football student athlete, post something with a helmet and pad so, so that everyone knows what you look like. And just really using these good years to build that foundation of your brand. And then hopefully that's something that can carry through even if 
there are maybe some down years um, where you know you've already got that solidified brand and image where now it doesn't matter as much if you aren't winning as many games. We're talking Purdue, and I would be remiss if I did not mention this. I, I, I really want to shout out uh, your communications team, marketing side. The Twitter feed, the Instagram feed, Instagram stories can be very, very valuable real estate to a brand. And Purdue has been more than willing to retweet us, uh, retweet merch drops, share in any way possible to help their student athletes. And I just, I recognize uh, how valuable that, that real estate is on those accounts. But I, I use you guys as example all, all the time because you're showing other schools that hey, it's okay. Mm -hmm. It's okay to support your athletes and, and be active supporting them uh, on socials. And so uh, I, I just want to commend Purdue for that. I think Purdue does an incredible, incredible job of, of really uh, setting the tone on the social side of stuff. And, and we'll make sure to let, to let them know that you said that. And on the licensing compliance yeah, side, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, you guys are working in the night with us um, to push the boundaries and try to do, you know, things that haven't been done before. And so that's, that's always pretty cool. Uh, and, and I think most importantly, like the athletes are a pleasure to work with. Yeah. Right. Um, and that's probably the, one of the coolest parts yeah. all, uh, is actually connecting with them. All right? that stuff is like, that's intentional. That's a decision. And, and the thing you know, that we always say around here is it's cool to see schools who do that stuff because what you're actually doing is going to work on behalf of your student athletes. Right. Um, and, and, and not, and that's yeah, education. That's education. Yeah. So Jack, final question for you, a question we love to ask all of our guests, <laughs> Hit me. Um, talking NIL, talking local brands. What's like the, the Jack Gallagher restaurant NIL deal that you would be able to sell like nobody's business that you would be able to like, if, if you were to sign an NIL deal with a restaurant, what's the home run Jack Gallagher restaurant NIL deal in town here. I mean, that's pretty easy for me. I eat at the same place probably two, three times a week for lunch. Um, it's core life. We've got a core life over in Lafayette. So on the other side of town and it's like 15, 20 minutes for me to get over there. But if I'll use my, <laughs> my lunch sometimes and like that, that is what I like to eat. Otherwise, if I had to go a different route though and pick some of the West Lafayette, we have a Jimmy John's and a Subway right outside Mackey Arena. So I think it's like Purdue Athletics is keeping those <laughs> two in business. Like our staff will joke with me a lot of the time, like, where's our deal? Because if you walk over to Jimmy John's or Subway, they're right next to each other. And it's the only food spots that you could walk to within Mackey Arena, like our athletics village little area. You're going to find athletic staff in there pretty much 11 to 2 anytime you walk in there. Same with student athletes. <laughs> I love it. Well, next next That's time awesome. we're in Lafayette, we're going to have to hit up Core Core Life to get some good lunch. But, Jack, incredible conversation. Thank you for your insight, your wisdom, experience. Looking forward to to a long and fruitful relationship here with, with uh, Purdue. I'm Adam. That's Steven. There's Sean. That means this is another episode of the NIL Show. Catch you guys next time. Hey everyone, Adam Cook from Campus Inc. in the NIL store. Just wanted to say thanks again for listening and joining us on this journey. And as a reminder, if you ever need any teamware, custom merchandise, rec or youth league jerseys, uh, fraternity and sorority wear, or company merchandise, we're always here for you. You can find us at campus.inc. And of course, for all your NIL needs, nil.store.